You're listening to the Redeeming Grace Church podcast. For more information about our church, go to rgcrc.org. All right, good morning. I'd like to take just a few minutes and look at a few scriptures with you this morning. Um, and then I'd like to just open it up after that and I'll walk around with the microphone and just uh, would love to hear some things that you would like to share about how God has worked in the last year. So that's really the idea today is to enjoy some fellowship around the tables, kind of an unusual service for us today, um, but to enjoy some fellowship and to, um, and to reflect on who uh, we're called to be and how we've seen God work in the last year as we look into the new year. So I just want to talk just a few minutes and share a few scriptures about this enjoy, display, and share. Uh, these are the words that we have used to try to capture what it is that we want to be about here as a church. And uh, what we say is we exist to enjoy, display, and share God's redeeming grace with the world. So, you know, this the, the name of our church is meant to communicate something, that there is a God out there who is offering grace to sinners, and a grace that redeems, that takes what's broken about our lives, that takes what's broken about the world, and through Christ it can be redeemed, it can be made new, it can be restored uh, through trust in this God and the work that he's done in Christ. And so we serve a God who is a master at restoring and renewing things, redeeming things by his grace. And so uh, one of the reasons why we want to enjoy redeeming grace is because of what God, what Jesus himself said in Mark 12, 29 through 31. So of all the words we could pick, I love the word enjoy. Um, and I think this is this gets at the heart of what I think God wants for us to have is a relationship with him where we're delighting in him. When you think of, of heaven, you think of a place that is full of delight in God. And so it's an invitation to delight in God once again, to know him for who he is, to be rightly related to him and to love him. That's what Jesus says in Mark 12, 29 through 31. Jesus answered, and this is in the context of a question. Someone comes up to him and says, what's the most important commandment in all of the law? What is, if you could only get one thing right of all the commands in the Bible, what's the one thing that sums them up? What's the one command? And this is Jesus' answer. Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So that sums up, really, if you can just get one thing right, it's to be just enraptured in enjoyment and glorifying God. Um, John Piper, he's a pastor who, who says that the defining mark of true saving faith is not decisions but delights what he means by that is that a lot of times we think that we are right with God because we raised our hand or we walked an aisle or we prayed a prayer and those are all good things those can be good things but those are not necessarily the marks of a Christian the mark of a Christian is a love for God a, a trust in Jesus Christ an affection this this idea of enjoying God um, so the Bible tells us we need new hearts with new desires, hearts of flesh instead of hearts of stone. Our hearts are cold towards God naturally. And so we need new hearts. We need God to do a supernatural work. It's not just decisions or mental assent, because uh, even the demons believe in the right things, but they don't delight in God. And so at the heart of 
uh, a right relationship with God is delighting in him. So what we want to aim for as a church is not just um, people showing up on Sunday, not just people making decisions for Jesus, but people who are growing in their enjoyment of Christ. And that would include those things. Obviously, we do want people to attend, but we're not satisfied with that. We want to go all the way to the heart because I think that's what God does. God comes all the way to the heart. He wants our affections. He wants our hearts. He wants us to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, and so that's where we want to aim as a church. That's where we want to aim on Sunday mornings is not just not just download new information into your heads, but to inflame your hearts with worship and affection and joy in God. The fruits of the Spirit are love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's evidence of a, of a relationship with God is this enjoyment of him, this delight in him, this desire for him. And so we're going to aim at that. That's what we want to aim for as a church. Now, that's harder to define because it's easier to get people to raise hands or pray prayers or whatever, and those are fine, but you can do that without having your heart changed, right? What we're aiming for here is heart change, and we want to do that by the word, the preaching of the word, the glory of Christ, holding Christ up so that we grow in our enjoyment of him, that we move from enemies of God to adopted children of God, and we're delighting in him. So we want to do that personally. So one of the things we're aiming for and what I'm aiming for as your pastor is I want you to be personally growing in your enjoyment of God through through reading the word, studying the word, praying, worship your own. You have a personal relationship with God. You're not just piggybacking on someone else's relationship, but you actually know God. That's what Jesus says is that that is eternal life is to know you, God. And so so we want to aim at that together, that you're looking to enjoy God. I hope that you appreciate your daily Bible reading is not just something, what did I get out of it? But am I growing? I communed with God today. Does that make sense? So that's really the target we're aiming at. We know that we have ups and downs. We have sins. We have struggles. We have times when that's, but that's the target that we're aiming for is not just knowing more things about God, not just doing the right things, but having a heart that is growing in its love and affection for God. Make sense? We want to do that corporately. We want our times together. We want to enjoy God together. So all of these things, the enjoy, display, and share is all stuff that we want to see growing in each one of you. And then we also want that to be something that we're experiencing together, that when we get together to worship, that this is a joyful time as we think about our resurrected Christ and what he's done to save us. And so we want to enjoy him together through the word, word-saturated, Christ-centered, glorying in our hearts in God. So that's what we're aiming for as a church. Not, not necessarily big and fancy, not necessarily loud, and, but, but, but true, deep joy from the word, Christ lifted high, glorying in God himself. Does that make sense? So that's the enjoy. That's what we're going for as a church, is enjoying God's redeeming grace, enjoying God himself for who he is. And to do that, we need a transformed heart to love him. Uh, um. The Bible says here in Hosea 6, 6, For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. So it's just all throughout the scriptures that God wants our hearts, not just our behaviors, to be in line with him. So, so number one, we want to enjoy God individually and corporately and grow in that. Secondly, displaying redeeming grace. So it's good for us to enjoy it. It has to start there. But then it has to be something that we can see. That's part of why I think God leaves Christians on the earth is so that people can see what it looks like when Christ changes a life, when Christ changes a people. John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus said to his disciples, a new command I give to you that you love one another 
Just as I have loved you, you also ought to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So again, we have this theme of love coming up, right? Love of God, enjoying him, but then this love for one another is what's going to make our message make sense. It's how the world outside is going to know we're his disciples is we're going to be marked by love. We're going to be marked by love. So individually, we want to see us displaying transformed lives in the ways that we work. Personal transformation, personal sanctification, that you're growing in Christ. And the people you work with, your family members are beginning to see that because of your enjoyment in God, you're beginning to be changed and you're becoming more like Jesus individually. But then also together, well, 1 Peter 2 says this, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So our individual lives of walking with Jesus, loving one another, uh, really does make a difference. It's how people will know who the Christians are is by their love for each other. But then corporately, we make a covenant commitment with each other to do the 50 plus one another's that are commanded in the New Testament. Ephesians 3 tells us that it's through the church that when you see the Christians gathered who are committed to each other, caring for each other, looking out for each other, confronting each other, encouraging each other, serving each other, that it says that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the rulers and powers in the heavenly places. So when we gather together on Sunday morning, there is something being declared not just to the world, the watching world, but actually to the heavenly realm. It says the rulers and powers in the heavenly places. So that's part of why I love Sunday mornings so much is that it may feel very ordinary, but it's supernatural. It's supernatural when God's people are gathered, committed to loving one another, committed to enjoying him. There is something that's being declared to the spiritual realm that Jesus is king that these are his people, and look at the grace and power of God. So every Sunday morning is like that. That's what's happening right now. Is there's a declaration even spiritually to the world that Jesus is king, and look what he's doing with these people. And so we get to share in that together. So we need to do that individually and corporately, is display with our lives what it looks like when King Jesus rules and reigns a life, when he rules and reigns a people. We want people to be able to see that. We want to be able to make those spiritual realities tangible. And then lastly, sharing. How do people get in on this? They have to, we have to share. First Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8, I love this. By, but we were gentle among you. This is Paul talking about when he moved, went to Thessalonica and he was doing evangelism there and some people came to know Christ and then he nurtured this little church and got it started. And here's how he describes what, how he approached them. I think this is both evangelistically when they were not yet Christians and then when they became Christians. I think, I think this covers the whole realm of how he interacted with them as they moved from death to life and then became a church together. We were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. That's quite a picture. So being affectionately desirous of you, like a mother with a baby, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our own selves because you had become very dear to us. You see how sweet that is? That he's like, the way that we approached this was that we opened up our whole lives to you, and yes, we wanted to share the gospel, but we wanted, we wanted to share our very selves with you. So this idea of hospitality and care, it's not just throw a tract at somebody, not just throw a, you know, throw a gospel message at someone and then go and then move on, but no, I, I want to know you, I want to love you, I want to be um, connected to you. So that's what we want to aim at, is enjoying God's grace like that, 
displaying God's grace like that and then sharing it with that kind of, that kind of affection. That's, that's amazing. Could you say that you are affectionately desirous of your fellow Christians? Would this be, yeah, that, that describes how I feel about my fellow church members. Ooh, that's the, that's the target we want to aim at. None of us gets that right, but that's the direction we want to go as a church is that we could say that, yeah, yeah, I have an affectionate desire to share not only the gospel with my brothers and sisters, but my very self, my very home, my, my car, my resources, whatever a brother or sister needs, it's open to them. What about your, your enemies or the lost around you? Do you have that kind of affection? Because that's how Paul entered the city of Thessalonica was this, uh, this, this affectionate desire to open up his life to them and to share with them the gospel, but then also his very self. So individually, we want our lives and homes to be open as Christians. We want to be open to fellow Christians and non-Christians according to our ability, creativity, and personality. So I would love for us to just have this real creativity that each of us is different. Each of us has different homes and schedules and personalities. And some of us are more introverted and extroverted. But it would be awesome if we were just constantly scheming up creative ways to open up our lives to those who don't yet know Christ and to encourage those who do know Christ to just get super creative in how we go about that and going, okay, looking around my house going, okay, there's an, there's an empty bedroom over there. Is there a way to use that to encourage a believer or to, you know, we've got this car or we've got this extra money or we've got this, you know, this play set or we've got just everything is on the table in terms of how could I open the door to my life, open a door to a, walk, a relationship with Christ using this means. So we want to do that individually, our, our individual lives with creativity, according to our personality, and then corporately. We want to be a church that's welcoming at every single meeting and simultaneously speaking the truth of gospel grace without equivocation, but then open and honest and receptive to people of all kinds, regardless of where they're coming from or where they're starting from as believers or non-believers. And then finally, so enjoy, display, and share. We want to enjoy God for who he is, love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We want to put on display through our love with each other that this God is real and he transforms people's lives. And then we want to share it. We want to open up our lives, our church, our life, our individual lives. And then I just love this, just a final text, Revelation 22, and then I'll be done. Just look at where the Bible ends and see if you can't see this enjoy, display, share at least here, as we look at where all of history is going towards. Revelation twenty-two fourteen through 17. Blessed, or happy, are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about those things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Right, that invitation to come. Come to this glorious place. And let the, let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who desires take the water of life without price. So there's just this, there's this call at the end of the book that wherever you are, whatever you've done, come, enjoy the God of this grace. And enjoy it with a bunch of other people through transformed lives, through community. And you just have this idea that the, the spirit and the bride say, come. That's our job. That's us, the bride of Christ is calling to the world to say, come. The spirit through us is saying, come. Come to Christ. Come to him. 
And we get the opportunity to do that individually, and we get the, the glory of being able to do that together as a church. Amen? It's a glorious thing. So, so we exist to enjoy, display, and share God's redeeming grace, and we get the privilege of starting now and doing that for eternity. It would be glorious. So I have just a few questions that I want you to think about. Um, so I'd love to, hopefully this doesn't get awkward, but what is, these are just to prompt some thoughts, but if you'd like to share something, I think it'd be good for us to hear kind of how God has been at work in, in our lives. So, uh, would encourage you to be brave and consider something to share. Here's just some, some questions to prompt that. What is one way you are enjoying God and his grace more this year? In what ways has, has your affection for God grown this year? Secondly, what is one way you are displaying or seeing others display the beauty of God's redeeming grace? So maybe you could point out to someone and go, man, I'm just encouraged by that person or this thing has been happening that just has, has made real God's grace in, in my life. What is one way you are seeing God's great redeeming grace shared by those inside and outside of our fellowship? So enjoy, display, and share. So let me open that up. Is there anyone that would like to just share a word of encouragement or testimony of how God has worked in the last year. I think um, one thing that's been encouraging to us, <clears throat> excuse me, has been just folks in our small group. Um, we've just, I don't know when it was, but after, I think it was the first one we had kind of getting back after the summer and we just kind of hung out and it was really encouraging the time spent in scripture and just talking. Um, and so I think that that was really encouraging to us and has been encouraging to us. I think another thing that's been, that was encouraging to us is, and they're not here, but the Lydells, I think were folks that really opened up their lives and we were very grateful for, for that and getting to kind of watch them do that. So I think that those are kind of two things that we're thankful for and saw the Lord showing his goodness to us. So unfortunately, she's not here right now, but Tina Shearer um, would give you the clothes off her back. Um, I um, have been having some ups and downs with my treatment and everything, and she's like, you know, what can I do for you? I'll come take the kids. Like, I'm sure, um, honestly, when I need to work and the kids are sick, I would think to drop them at her house because she's like, ah, whatever. Well, germs are good. You know, like she would totally take my kids for me if they were sick, you know, and she's offered stuff left and right. And, um, I mentioned to her yesterday about my neighbor across the street whose husband's deployed four kids. She homeschools and, um, She's having car trouble, and she's like, give her Canyon's number. Like, he can fix any vehicle. If she's stuck on the side of the road, he'll go get her. You know, like, just um, just a constant open heart to giving and loving and serving and um, opening her house to people. And uh, so, unfortunately, she's not here, but um, she's really, really shown me these things Um recently about loving I think I've been encouraged by the small groups also like Justin um, with the copers before we were at the Browns house and I thought it may be different because we were really like a family at the Browns and like my own family this is my parents here 
Jim and Judy. Um, but just I thought like it might be different going to the Copers, but it hasn't been. It's been everyone that we've been a part of, so that's been really encouraging and having new people there from time and time, time again. Um, Shane and Alicia last weekend and Blair and just inviting people and being hospitable. It's been really encouraging to see that and it's been a lot like a family, I think, like our family. So it's really feels like a family. So it's really encouraging to feel that. So encourage anyone that's not in a small group join because we are a family. So I share a little bit about Redeeming Grace, not not the name of the church, but just, um, so as you guys know, we came here hostage, right? The Air Force decided we were coming here uh, in a very violent, chaotic way. And then equally violently, uh, COVID happened, and then Sonia had cancer, my sister had cancer. And these are things that were completely out of my control, which is hard. Um, through the last year and a half, two years now, God has been just absolutely amazing at keeping things together for us. And it's hard. It's very hard. Sonia mentioned the ups and downs. I can say for her, from my perspective, it's, it's my story, but things are better than they were the previous day, but the day, each day is very hard. But the year was amazing, right? We started here in another church, and they loved us tons, but it wasn't a good fit. And then we ended up here. And I remember Melody bringing a meal to us right away. Sonia, Sonia was uh, just post-surgery, and I am not a good cook, so if we are relying on me, we, we will suffer. Um, <laughs> But but we were here with no many friends. The world was trying to keep each other behind doors, but there was this church loving us, our neighbors loving us, and it is really cool to be able to look back and say God has had a plan. Not my plan, because I would have never chose the way things had gone for us, but nevertheless, just really nurturing. If if we if my children and us ever walk away from God, we'll. I, I don't know how that will work out because he has he has poured out people in our lives. He has been taking care of us, and I just I cannot even begin to understand how that happens. So he's been redeeming us every day. Every day we try to cling on to him again because he's hard and it's easy to get angry. Um, but I, I just cannot imagine the sweet fellowship we're going to have in heaven because this is how this has felt. Being at home with him will be really, really cool. So just wanted to share that. It seems that it's usually around Christmas time when we hear the name Emmanuel. But for me, it's been a comfort for many years to think about it throughout the year that God is with us and that he literally walks beside you into the piles of laundry, the messy house, complicated relationships, um, hard stuff at work, or times of not knowing where you fit in in life. And also... Um, over the last, especially two years, have been hard in ways I didn't expect. And remembering that it is because he loves you 
graciously and kindly that you are where you are and he needs his godly people there. Uh, we probably would not have picked the year of COVID like to live through that or to be living during a crazy time where you don't know what's going to happen in our country. Um, but knowing that nothing that happens today takes God by surprise and that it was part of his plan that I would be alive during this time, that my family would be alive during this time, that he needs his godly people right here, right now. He has work for us to do. So those two thoughts have been just like a huge comfort to me over the last two years, realizing that no matter how complicated life seems or wondering if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm at the right place, maybe I missed something, maybe I was supposed to be doing something else, but knowing that if there was another plan and you were supposed to be somewhere else, God would take you there, but he needs you here right now. And he's right beside you because Emmanuel means God's with us. And those two things, like two thoughts, have been the biggest comfort over the last two years. Um, a year ago, we had never lived in South Dakota. And um, we were actually on our way up here. And um, I think in the back of my mind, I thought maybe God had missed something because surely we were not meant to move to South Dakota. Um, and then here we are a year later, um, surrounded by what we consider to be our family here, um, knowing that God brought us here for his good purposes that, um, that are not a mistake and he didn't miss anything when he sent us here. Um, and to just see how good, um, and kind, um, he has been to us in bringing us, um, into this body, um, where we are loved and encouraged, um, is just a testimony to his sovereignty um, and to the fact that no matter what plans um, I would like to make for my family, um, that gods are better. Um, and just to be able to rest in that this year, I can see um, I can see his goodness in the things he does that um, that I don't at the time understand or um, or agree with. Um, but I I can see um, how he uses. Um, things like jobs or the Air Force for us, you know, to, um, to pull us in different directions that, um, that seem um, just strange to us and, and things that we wouldn't pick. But, um, but to then be a year in um, going, okay, God, I can, I can see why you brought us here and, and you are teaching us more and more about yourself here and more about um, your church and about your people. And, um, and we are just very thankful for this church, um, for Josh and Bree and, and their time and their leadership and how, um, how we've been blessed to be able to grow um, in our knowledge and understanding of God's goodness um, and grow um, in um, just in our relationships with, with everyone here. So um, I'm very thankful for that this year. Um, Krista, she's been just a dear sister to me and helped me through a lot of things and <clears throat> really displayed God's love to me, so. For new members, like Gary and Joanne and Shane. Um, as David kind of alluded to, the cancer journey has been um, rough for me. And, um, you know, the the first year of chemo and radiation um, were easier than this year of manipulating my hormones and blocking hormones to s prevent the cancer. So um, 
I just, you know, I've been keeping Josh working at the prayer meeting with uh, almost the same prayer every week. And I just, um, you know, see a lot of the families here with Leah and Amanda and um, their families being there at the prayer time and um, just, you know, being a listening ear and um, random texts from Melody, how can I pray for you today? So you guys have been a great family and we know that there's power in um, where two or three are gathered, you know, Jesus is there with us. So um, I've needed a lot of that and um, will continue to apparently, but thank you, um, you know, Loretta for giving me the hugs and the prayers also. Um, and she kind of knows when I need it. So it's interesting. She comes over and how are you? And I'm like, not good. <laughs> and crying. So just um, thank you all. Um, having a small church is kind of um, different for us, but um, we're definitely seeing the blessing of that, of close-knit family, love the home group. Um, and uh, thank you for your past prayers and your future prayers, because I'll keep you working. <laughs> Thank you. I do know you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really grateful to the journey for all that they do for us and um, their willingness to partner with us in this ministry. They don't have to do this, and it's this facility is just perfect. It's right where we need to be. And um, I'm just grateful that we have this and they're accommodating to us. And even on days that they wouldn't normally have to work, they're willing to come and serve and be here so that we can be here. And so I just, I would encourage all of us to bless the staff whenever you see them, pray for them, speak to them, encourage them and thank them. Because this, this is a lot. And even though we pay rent for here, it's still a blessing, and it's it's so God <laughs> that this opened up for us because it's perfect right now. And the other thing I want to say is, um, most of you know Josh is my son, <laughs> and so I want to encourage all of you parents to keep praying for your kids so that they will serve the Lord all their lives because it is such a blessing to see your children raise their children in the Lord. So whenever you get discouraged that maybe your kids are getting a little off track, just keep praying because God is faithful and it is a true blessing. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, this has been a real blessing and yeah, there was a, a news story that came out, like when we negotiated this was going to be the place to be, and Troy and I worked that out, someone uh, with the Rap City Journal did a story, they interviewed me, and then they published that story way sooner than I thought, like August of 2019, like well before we were being going to be starting, and there were some board members of the journey that didn't know, and are not necessarily huge church fans, so... 
So Troy did take some heat for that. And I was like, Man, I didn't know that was coming. He didn't have a chance to talk to his board. And all of a sudden they're reading in the paper about something that they didn't get, you know. So so he kind of went to bat for us pretty early on. And and then, you know, through COVID as we had to kind of be patient, you know, and they were working through their protocols and stuff. There was just a real loyalty and kind of a mutual, we're going to try to walk through this together. And I think in many ways our, our rent, while not a ton, I don't know. If, if they would have made it if they didn't have. So there really was a, a mutually beneficial thing that I think they're very grateful for us and how we've treated this place and treated them. But then they've also been so gracious with us too. So um, you, you, haven't gotten, you haven't gotten to see that like I have. I've been kind of the point of contact on that. But it's, it's pretty remarkable kind of how that's gone together. And they're going to put new flooring in here in January. So this place is going to feel different and even a lot better in the next month or so and we've part of our part of us being it's their appreciation of us that's kind of part of that we want to make this space we know you use it a lot and help pay for it so we want to make it better for you too so uh, that's just kind of the, the symbiotic relation what's that I think it's teal I think it's gonna be teal teal yeah really really nice yeah really nice teal flooring Shag. So. Well, I, I'm just super grateful for all of you. Um, you know, this is this is a, a really humbling thing for me. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to come and, and put up with me and allow me to lead you. That's just a super humbling thing to go, uh, I'm going to show up and I'm going to talk for longer than I should. And the fact that people would show up <laughs> and be a part of that and see the potential of what God is doing here and want to join it and give of your time and your talents, your treasure to, to, to have your kids sit under the teaching and be part of this community is just massively humbling and weighty. And I'm so grateful. And yeah, every Sunday, I don't ever take that for granted. Every small group going, this is really pretty remarkable because this didn't exist a few years ago. This was just sort of a, a thought and to, to think that it's become real people doing real ministry and, and people from our community that are parting, coming to be a part of this is just such a joy for me. And Thank you for all the ways that you've been supporting us as we've, you know, gone into, we've taken on some big things here and adopted a little girl and all that stuff. So we're grateful. We feel, we feel supported well, like we can go ahead and kind of rappel over the cliff <laughs> and do the thing because we know that there's other people kind of holding the rope, so to speak, that we can, we can try some things and do some things knowing that we've, we're not doing it alone. We got a whole group of people with us. And so uh, just thank you for that. Thank you for the way that you love my kids. It's not easy to be pastor's kids, and you guys don't put any expectations on them that they don't, you know, they've never said anything that they've felt kind of under a fishbowl. So I really appreciate that, just the way you let us be normal people. And what a cool thing. Braden, I was mentioning it. You got to be the first baptism our church ever did. That's amazing. You'll go down in history. Actually, this church will exi won't exist one day, but you will spend eternity with you, so... What a joy that is. I got to baptize my own son, Izzy. And so that's, that's, that's phenomenal to me. Those are big deals. And so, um, Alicia, you just married some guy out of nowhere and you guys moved here and just decided you're going to be part of the church. Like what a joy. I just so many, I could tell, I could just go around the room, you know, Emily, so glad you're here. That's awesome. You know, how God has been working in your life and Sarah and she doesn't want me to point her out, but all that stuff. And, Hannah, and I mean, just, it, so, anyway, and so many people that aren't even here today that we could speak of and have spoken of, so, 
So I just don't want to take that for granted. And uh, whenever I kind of feel a little un- overwhelmed or a little frustrated, I just think back to like April of 2020, <laughs> our first Easter as a church. And I was just like, this is not what I had in mind. Like, and I'm so grateful that, you know, because it really was, we had 11 Sundays and then we were online and I was staring into this little red light and it was just miserable to go, is there anyone on the other side of this thing? And you guys hung with it and you didn't have to, and you did. And then some of you even joined during the middle of that. So, um, so I'm just so grateful for that. And I just go, I I feel like we're kind of just getting started. So God has been kind to us in these first two years and let's kind of keep at it. So, all right, I'll be done, but let me, uh, let me pray for us. And then I think it'd be cool for us to actually just sing the doxology. I think you'll know it. It'll be up on the screen here. You can follow along. If you're, if you're not sure what it is, you'll probably, you'll probably, you've probably heard it before. And if, uh, if you don't know it, just, just enjoy other people singing it, but let me pray for us. And then we'll sing the doxology. We'll be done. And then we can, we do have to, we do have to, uh, clean up this room and get it, uh, back to its, uh, natural state. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for just the testimonies of your grace. We only scratch the surface of the things that you've done in our lives this year. And uh, there's only, there's so many uh, that are not with us today that would have testimonies upon testimonies. And there's probably um, a thousand things that you have been doing that we don't even know about. And so God, we just give you praise for that. And Lord, help us to enjoy you more, um, to see you as the good God that you are that's all satisfying and all glorious. May obedience be a joy to us. Um, May service be a joy to us. Um, And God, we pray that we would display, because of our enjoyment with you, we would put on display just how great and glorious you are, that people would have a different perspective on the kingdom and on Christ because of, uh, of what they've seen in our lives and how we've treated each other and how we treat them, how we even treat our enemies and those who disagree with us. And then, God, I do pray that we would be people who share, share your grace with others in tangible ways, opening up our very lives to them, and then also with words, giving the words of life. So, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for all the ways that you've been at work, and we look forward to uh, a year from now, thinking of all that you have done in the year 2022. So, God, we pray that if you uh, don't return before then, that we would have even more testimonies of your grace, and there would be more people giving praise to your name because of the work you're doing among us. Thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Redeeming Grace Church podcast. For more information about our church, go to rgcrc.org.